what you want to do is you want to gather your feel-good support when you're feeling good so that you have something strong and loving to rely on when you're not feeling so good about your mate. This week, how do you prepare for when you're just not feeling the love for your spouse? Dr. Noelle Nelson offers many excellent, excellent tips. Stay tuned. Thank you, loyal listeners, for tuning in each and every week. We love providing this podcast for you and hope you get something out of it as well. This week, I have a small ask. Uh, If you could share this podcast with somebody who you think might love a little bit of marriage-positive information in their life, we would greatly appreciate it. You can do this by sharing the link on the iTunes or Stitcher page. You can send them the link to the hitchmag.com page. There's a podcast link there. Uh, Or you can just offer a review in either Stitcher or iTunes, and that will help spread the word as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the amazing Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hello, Steve. So Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many best-selling books. Uh, Her most recent relationship book is Your Man is Wonderful. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about keeping the love and feeling alive. And it you know, it's easy to feel great about your spouse and your marriage when things are going well, Noel. But when things aren't going so well, when you hit that rough patch for whatever reason, disagreements over money, time commitments, uh, annoyances with each other over one thing or another, you can often wonder, why did we get married in the first place? What did I ever see in this person? Uh this could seem normal for a lot of people, um, and in most situations, just couples will just write it out. Um, but you say that really isn't enough. Not if you want to keep your love strong. I mean, sure, Steve, as you said, you, you'll get back to a pretty good couple place. We all have a, a kind of, you know, balance point, if you will, that we that we come back to. But over time, if you don't make a deliberate effort, your love can lose some of its luster, you know, some of the, the magic, really, that's in a, a good relationship. And those negative moments add up, mm. and over time, quite frankly, they erode the good feels that you cherish in your relationship. And that, that is the danger of what we think of as the little stuff. Because, you know, Steve, we are on the alert for the big stuff, yeah. right? The marital crises. The, the infidelities or the sudden lapse into drugs or, or, you know, awful problem with a child, whatever. And we're usually equipped to deal with those or, or we know where to get help, mm-hmm. okay, with the big stuff. But the little stuff is what I'm talking about. The ordinary bumps in your marriage. They, they almost seem too little to do much about. And so without you even really noticing it, those little things can take their toll. And that, that is why it is so important to do what it takes to keep that loving feeling alive. Mm-hmm. I, I I like to think of it as uh, putting putting in deposits and and withdrawals in the bank, and you know 
whether you take all of your love out in one big, you know, marital crisis, or if you do these little drip withdrawals of these little things that keep chipping away, um, as you said, it adds up over time. Uh, well, and to take your bank balance analogy, your balance goes down to zero. Yeah, it goes down to zero, and you have to keep making those little deposits. Right. Um, right. So I uh, have no doubt that you have some ways that you can help couples keep that loving feeling alive. Oh, sure. Of course I do. A number of ways. But first, um, I have to say that, and this is going to seem so counterintuitive, all of the things I'm going to suggest should be done when you're in a happy place in a contented or a loving place with your husband or, or with your wife. Mm-hmm. Because what you're going to do in, in what I'm suggesting with these, these uh, guidelines is create a number of things to refer to when you're not in that happy place. Mm. It's um, this, I can't think of a less, um, more appropriate uh, response to this, but I, I honestly, I think of like the safe word, for when people are exploring mm-hmm. in sex, like you do that before you get into those danger zones uh, so Absolutely. that you can have that proper communication. Absolutely. Uh, so, and so explain why, I mean, I kind of gave my little thing there, but can you explain why that is? Uh, wouldn't it make sense to try to think of, why you love your spouse when you are going through the rough patch as opposed to when you are in those happy places? Yes, but that's when you're least likely to be able to think of why you love your spouse. Mm. In other words, there you are in a raging argument. You are not going to think, oh, darling, your eyes I love your eyes. That, that's not what's going through your head. Yeah. What's going through your head is I want to throw something at you. <laughs> and it's taking all of my self-control not to do that, um, which is where it's a little different from the safe word, a little bit different there. Yeah. Um, but instead, what you want to do is you want to gather your feel-good support when you're feeling good so that you have something strong and loving to rely on when you're not feeling so good about your mate. Okay. So what are those feel-good supports then? And, you know, before I actually start, when we start chatting about them, Steve, this goes back to your bank deposit thing. These could be thought of as positive love deposits, Mm -hmm. if you will, so that your your bank balance, your love bank balance is nice and plump all the time. Okay? So... The first one, and I absolutely love this one, is make a list of all the things you love about your spouse. So it's pretty obvious why you have to do this when you're in a good place with him or her. (laughs) And it can be, yeah, right. It can be really serious things, you know, like um, I love the way uh, he really thinks about what I want or what I like. That's a serious thing. Or it could be um, something serious like I love how um, she's involved in my personal growth, that she's, she's supportive of whatever I'm doing for my personal growth. Or it can be, and frankly, this is where the fun is, it can be the silly things, because it's the silly things that really bind us. Like I know, you know, for me, it's, oh, he'll dance in the kitchen with me whenever that certain song comes on, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Or she, I just, you know, just love the way her eyes kind of crinkle up when she smiles. 
Or, you know, like if I may take a, a page from your personal marital notebook, Steve, which is Jessica's handstands that <laughs> yes. we were just talking about, right? Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Jessica, Steve's wife, has a wonderful way of doing handstands wherever they travel. And it's, it's just fun. And I'm sure it is one of those silly, what I call silly, things that you love yep. um, about her. So you want to make a list of all those things. And you want to take some time with this. And maybe you don't do it all in one uh, session or whatever you want to call it. Sure. In other words, maybe you jot down a few things and then another time when you guys have just had a, a romp at the beach or a great meal together or whatever, you write down a few more and so forth. And so that's, if, yes? if I may add, um, I, you, so I'm a, I'm a tech guy, as many of you know. Yeah. Uh, I would even suggest putting these notes in your smartphone. That way yes, you have them with you at that. all times. Absolutely. Because you never know when you're going to, yeah, I was just going to say, you never know when you're not going to have those love and feelings and you can just quickly pull it out and say like, because I'm assuming that's what we're getting at is when you're not feeling so good, you refer to this list as, okay, calm down. (laughs) The deposits are a mile long on this list. This little chipping away is not a big deal. Absolutely, Steve. You're totally getting it. And you know, it's, it's, anywhere that feels right to you. It's your smartphone. It's your tablet. It's For me, it'd be my sock drawer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it wouldn't be in a phone, therefore. <laughs> it'd be a, a written list. It doesn't matter. Whatever form speaks to you, if you will, mm-hmm. so that you it is something easily accessible and that you can keep uh, making longer, if you will. And among the things you want to write on there, so there's all the things you love about your spouse, but then there's also all the ways in which your spouse contributes to your life. And this is one that we, mm, I don't want to say we, we skip by, but we don't often think about in the same way. We don't give it the is, appreciation it deserves. There you go. We don't. It's like, you know, your spouse loves to travel and has opened that world to you. Ooh, totally. that's a big contribution mm-hmm. to your life. Or, you know, um, you, for example, Steve, are the techie. And no doubt that has contributed to your wife's life. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't, the, often those, like you say, we don't fully appreciate, we just are so used to them. We take it for granted, you know, or my best friend's husband, he loves to do the dishes because for him, it's kind of a meditation. Yeah. And that contributes to her life because it frees her up to do other things, which she enjoys. So it's all those ways in which it's not just, you know, the cute smile or, or, or the handstands or whatever, but these are, are direct contributions to your life. You can think of it in reverse. How would my life be poorer, if you will, yeah. without this person's uh, wonderful contributions to it? Yeah. Those go on the list also. Yeah. I love that because I, I mean, I feel fortunate, um, because I do, I mean, I do think about these things because Jess and I had very different backgrounds um, and very different upbringings. And we are constantly running into these different things where we come at something from very different places. And it took me a little while, but um, I, I started to appreciate her point of view and her perspective on things. And once I started doing that, and once I started um, really accepting those differences as not right or wrong, but as this new, fresh perspective, it really opened up a whole different world for me in the way that I see things, the way that I approach things. 
Um, and that's not to say that I always agree with a lot of this stuff, but I feel like it's made me a more empathetic person going forward because at least I can now um, recognize that my point of view isn't the only point of view or it might not be the right point of view or whatever the case may be. And I feel like our relationship has made me a better person because of that. Absolutely. Not only that, but like you say, regardless of the rightness, wrongness or anything, it has expanded your view of what's possible. Yeah. And that's really how we move ahead in life is by expanding our view of what's possible, whether or not we agree with it. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, I feel like there are a couple things that happen in life that can really do these things. I, you know, going to college, I think is, is one of those incidents that happens for a lot of people, uh, having kids. Uh, I don't have kids as many know, but I'm, I, I, I see it in people and I've heard them to talk about it. Uh, and you know, coming, finding that life partner, I think is another one of those incidences where it can just change your entire worldview on, on everything around you. Mm-hmm. And like you say, uh, said earlier, Steve, the important thing is to allow that to happen. Allow yeah, it. That's no, true. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're right. It's, I, I think, I think it's a deficit, um, to your persons. If you just say, I'm comfortable where I'm at, uh, I don't want to learn or do anything new or fr- whatever. Um, mm-hmm. because you will, yeah, you will stifle your growth and you yeah. know what, then you That'll start getting into philosophy about what's the point of life. <laughs> what is the point of moving, <laughs> doing these things if you don't want to learn new things and grow and expand your perception? Yes. Yes, indeed. So what's a, what's another one? Another one. Okay. Write a love letter to your spouse that you don't send to your spouse. Okay. See, it's not for them. It's ah. for you. Yes. To remind yourself of your love when at some other point in time, you've temporarily forgotten it. Can I tell so you, this really, is, I, yes? I, if, I'm, if I may interrupt really quick, I actually have done this on many occasions for, not, not in this kind of a circumstance, but on, in, out of anger or frustration, I've done this. But not towards not towards Jess, but I, I do this on Facebook or I will do this on emails when people email me things where I have written full page long replies <laughs> and then it like it comes out of me and then I feel better and then I hit delete. Correct. Now, what that was, and it's an excellent tool, is a cathartic tool. Yeah. In other words, you vent it and you vent it appropriately because you didn't spray it all over the person. Yeah. You just vent it. Okay. And that was great. This, in a sense, is, if you will, um, a very deliberate emotional outpouring, mm-hmm. but not to vent. In mm-hmm. other words, not to get rid of, but rather to cherish. Mm. You're putting so it in your safe at that point. Yes, you are. You are. We're back to that bank, and here in that vault, you're going to put, you're going to write this letter of incredible tenderness, cherishing, valuing, whatever your words are for it. In other words, whatever, I mean, the the biggest outpouring of love, even some things that you might not say in person to your mate because it's so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. There might even be some things that you, you know what I'm saying? But this is a letter that you are writing to express your love in as many ways as you can. And by many, I don't mean quantity so much as I mean depth. 
yeah. and richness of mm-hmm. expression. And then you carefully tuck that away. Again, on your phone or on your tablet or in your sock drawer or wherever pleases you. Sure. But it's another, if you will, important deposit that you can refer to um, mm-hmm. when things ain't going so good. This, um, I, I know a lot of people make fun of selfies and things like that, but I kind of feel like this, this is off off a little bit, but I feel like this is the value of a selfie um, is because you have these moments, particularly when you do selfies with your spouse or your significant other, you have these a moments. A couple's fee. What's that? A couple's fee. Yeah, a couple's fee. Um, you have these moments. I mean, uh, so off air, we were just talking. So I just got back from a trip uh, to Scotland and my wife and I, you know, we took all these like landscape pictures and blah, blah, blah. But really, some of my favorite pictures when I go through them are the stupid little selfies in some crazy monument. And sure. and the the thing, getting back to the tech stuff, uh, the thing that I love is on I, I use um, Apple devices. Is, uh, they're not paying me to say this it's just what i use um one of the great things about it though is they actually will auto um organize and sort your selfies for you within the photos app so you can just click on the album selfies and it will automatically be populated there and so i can just flip through those um kind of like making that list of all those good times and i can just start swiping and see all these like really fun little selfies that we've we've done in the past which is why I think really another word than selfies would be appropriate because you're really talking about pictures of the two of you that that capture a moment of, of mutual joy or happiness or love or whatever it, it was in that second. Yeah, and the, the funny thing is, is like these aren't pictures I would probably even show anybody because they're not good pictures per se. No. Um, but they, they're emotional. They, they're emotional, exactly. They evoke the yeah. time and the place and the feelings that we had at that moment. Well, you sort of stole my thunder, Steve. Which oh, is fine. I'm so because sorry. Because the next thing, no, don't be, because the next thing on my list was keep your favorite pictures of your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that make you melt on your yes. phone or tablet or, you know, whatever. I don't think anybody ever prints them out anymore. But, and again, I put not necessarily portrait type stuff. <laughs> so so funny. we're on the same page so much here. And it's wonderful how the, the uh, increasingly you know, precise technology is making it easy for us to have these so mementos, easy. if you will, to have these moments. Yeah. So there's like no excuses. Mm-hmm. I, and I, then, yeah, I was going to say, I actually have, I keep a picture from one of our trips uh, of Jess on my desk and it is like one of my favorite pictures of all time. Um, but I, it, like, I can immediately look at it and I know where we are. I know what we are doing. I know the, all the, like, it is just, it's just one of those pictures that somebody else looks at and like, eh, that's a cool pic. But for me, it is, it is like my favorite picture in the world. Understood. And so to kind of explain now, what do you do with this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You've got stuff written down, you've got pictures, whatever. When you are feeling less than that loving feeling. For whatever reason, okay, you've just had a fight or or they've done something that totally annoys you or you're feeling like a real boob or whatever. Yeah. Go look at, ponder, spend time with what I think of as your feel-good supports or what we've also referred to as your positive love deposits and really get into them. You know, don't, don't dismiss it like, yeah, right, whatever. I mean, let the words, let the letter, let the pictures get to you. 
even meditate on them, which means nothing more than just, you know, hold it close and, and be with it for a bit because you will deliberately reactivate the good feels. It absolutely works. And that way, you can keep your love strong and that little crap, which is really what it is, yeah. won't tarnish the beauty and the wonderfulness of what you, you and your spouse have. I, you, you, so something with what you just said sparked something in me where I, a lot of people will hear what we're talking about and there's like, ugh, these lame ideas, like writing love letters, and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And the thing about it, and and I get that part of it. Like I really, I honestly do. Um, but I also have have been doing this long enough to where I know it works. Um, but the thing about it is, this stuff might seem like, ugh, who's got time for this crap? And who, you know, who wants to write this stuff down? And blah blah blah. But when you are in those like down spots, you're grasping for anything. Like you're you're looking, like you desperately want somebody to help pull you out of that funk and what we're providing people is a way that they can do it themselves exactly and this is one of like so i wrote and again for those listening for the first time or recently we record these um ahead of time um so this is coming out weeks later but the 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 paris attacks had just happened and i wrote in my editor's note um basically about how you control your own happiness you control the level level of love that you put into things and 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 that you absorb um and i think that's what we're doing here is like we're we're giving people the tools and if they think it's lame today just know that there might be a point where you're looking for something like this and you'll wish you'll wish you had put those deposits in the bank getting back to that there there might be a rainy day in the future and you'll want these things available um and so how are, you know if you're listening to this and you're thinking like oh that, that was a really nice podcast that was those are some good ideas and then you move on to the next thing and and you're just like eh but i don't i'm i'm good i don't need that you never know you never know yeah so um well, this was fantastic, Noel. Was there anything else? I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, uh, that's okay. I think, you were, I think you were wrapping up, though, right? Yes. No, I was wrapping up. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to subtly give you the hint. Oh, like, I have. No. That's all the time we have. Uh, no, that was no. that was excellent. So, thank thank you so much, Noel. Uh, love, love, love the insights, and I, I think once again we provided a real service and some some concrete tools, which is. Uh, which I think is so valuable because it's one thing to, to know what to do, but it's another thing to um, have like very concrete examples of not what to do, but how it can help. So um, thank you so much for providing that insight. Thank you. It is always my pleasure, Steve. Uh, I want to remind everybody that you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship and popular speaker. Uh, she is the author of many best-selling books. Her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, Noelle can be found at noelnelson.com. She is also on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. 
she's got a Facebook page and all that stuff. You can find that on her website. We have um, a link to her website from hitchedmag.com, as well as an archive of past podcasts and episodes. I want to thank everybody who has been giving us ratings and sending in feedback. Uh, We love it. Please continue to do so. Uh, If you have listened to this podcast and you find it to be helpful, uh, share it with your spouse. Let them know that they should listen to it too because uh, that will just help improve. And so you're all both on the same page. Um, And we... Yeah, that's going to do it for us. I don't have anything else to pitch. (laughs) So one last time. Thank you so much, Noelle. Thank you, Steve. All right. Take care, everybody.